Okay. Well, um, our friend uh, Salah from uh, Sanaa, Yemen, he, I don't think he's been able to come on quite yet, uh, but we'll go ahead and if he comes on later, we'll have him recite uh, when, he, when he makes it, inshallah. Okay, well, uh, Aisha, could you lead us in the Fatiha and then the translation? expelled from their habitations without right except that they say our lord is god had god not driven back the people some by the means of others there had been some by the means of others there had been destroyed cloisters and churches oratories and mosques wherein god's name is much mentioned assuredly god will help him who helps him surely god is all strong almighty who, if we establish them in the land, perform the prayer and pay the alms and bid to honour and forbid dishonour, and unto God belongs the issue of all affairs. How many a city we have destroyed in its evil doing, and now it is fallen down upon its turnets. How many a ruined well, a tall palace. What, have they not journeyed in the land so that they have hearts to understand? to understand with, ears to hear with. It is not the eyes that are blind, but blind are the hearts within the breasts. Okay, thank you. Yes, yeah, so let's look at this uh, journey. So this alighting place will take us uh, into a place where the question of journey and motion and movement uh, come about. So in this chapter, Ibn Arabi has very complicated uh, descriptions of movements and discussions of movement. And uh, he gets involved in, in all sorts, in the physics of motion. And it becomes very uh, difficult for me to understand and follow. Uh, uh, we'll look at a few of the ideas that came out, which I could understand. Um, and so uh, the poem that begins this one is interesting though. So the prostration of the heart. Uh, and so the story is that when does the heart ever lift up from being prostrated before God? And the answer is never. Um, and the one who's associated with this is Sahla Tustari. And Sahla's name means the easy, smooth terrain. So Ibn Arabi says, the ever abiding place of Sahl, a prostration of the heart, who has not in other than the soft terrain, Sahl of the beings have any properties. And so who has no properties except in the soft terrain of Sahal, who is the one whose heart is prostrating. After the heart has fallen in prostration, he never raises his head, while the face he rises. And in the crossing over, there is a marking sign. So we'll be looking at the difference between heart and face. 
Indeed, who is not witnessed, witnessed in one's Qibla, while a Qibla of the heart has divine names and guiding banners? His truth shines forth in the eternity of his prostration, and he makes to the knowings of the creation no footfalls. So that means that no one in the creation is, knows that he's there, this heart, this heart that is prostrating. So the prostrating heart uh, makes no footfall that makes the creation aware of where that heart is or who that heart is or what that heart is doing. So we'll be looking at motion and movement. So translational motion is when you go from A to B. Rotational motion is when you stay in the same place, but you rotate. And vibrational uh, um, motion is when you stay in the same place and you don't even rotate, but some things happen within the body. So we'll be looking at this. So of course, the first we see is this rotational motion uh, of the of the tawaf of the circ circling the, the Kaaba. Um, you're actually not trying to go from A to B. So it's not translational and it's not even really rotational. Uh, what's intended is a vibrational movement. So Ibn Arabi will lead us to that. And that verse that we, we heard is that have they not journeyed? And if they would journey, they would see things but they're not seeing things with their heart. And so that's the problem. So Ibn Arabi writes that. Now he appointed to the face a direction he should prostrate towards. So the face should prostrate towards this direction. And that direction she is called his house. So the Kaaba and his Qibla, the place where the face faces. That is, you will turn to face her with your face when you pray. And he made this turning to face her a worship. And he made the most excellent of the activities of the prayer to be the prostration and the most excellent of the things said in the prayer to be the dhikr of Allah, the word name Allah, the all comprehensive name in the Quran. So that's for the, the face and then for the heart. So he appointed the face a direction and he appointed to the heart his self, exalted as he beyond. So the heart searches for none else and he commands the heart to prostrate to him. Then, if the heart prostrates based on kashf, he will not lift his head ever from his prostration, not in this world and not in the next world. And whoever prostrates based on other than kashf, he does raise his head. His raising his head is expressed as being neglectful of God and forgetting God because being involved in things. So the heart's prostration and the face direction. And so this idea of motion, the motion of prostration, the motion of raising up the heads, we'll be looking at that. So the ones who do not lift their heads during the prostration of their hearts, they're the ones who never cease witnessing the true forever and ever in each thing. So their heart prostrates and then their head never rises. They see nothing, but they see God before that thing. So this is Abu Bakr. I see nothing, but I see God before that thing. Now, do not think about the world that it was not prostrating and then it suddenly prostrated. No, the world never ceased prostrating. In fact, its prostration is essential to it. So the entire world is of prostrated heart. But as the poem reminded us, the heart prostration, the ones in creation, the people, they see it. They don't see it at all. They don't see that the heart is prostrating. And the ones whose heart is prostrating, they only see that they are heart prostrated. 
Instead, some people of the world, for them, their prostration is disclosed in kash. So they know they are ever in prostration. But some of the world, some of the people, they're not given disclosing kash, that they are indeed in prostration. So they are ignorant and they imagine that they rise up and they prostrate. So they rise up and they go down. So when they either in prayer or in daily life, they rise up, they go down and they think that they're going up and, and down and they carry on however they wish. And so this going up and down, the carrying on however they wish, not seeing that their heart is always in prostration. So the Allahi will help us see that. The nightingale at dawn sings as the heart of the rose, joining with the song. All creation knows, breathing with every step. Alhamdulillah, chanting. With every step, all praises are flowing to Allah. Creatures moving everywhere think they're going here and there. One way they cannot flee brings them to reality, whether or not one knows each step belongs to the beloved each step within the beloved alhamdulillah ashki faces death before this life passes by to be and only be die before you die give thanks with every breath alhamdulillah give thanks with every step all praises are flowing to Allah. Truth has led me on the path of the Havati to the seal of founding peers, Nuradin Jerahi, the way of passionate love. Alhamdulillah, transformed by divine love, all praises are flowing to Allah. The life of supplication is the life of exaltation. The life of supplication is the life of exaltation. Okay. So thank you. So well, the creatures moving everywhere, thinking they're having translational movement. So translational movement from A to B. 
but one way they cannot flee brings them to reality. So we'll see that. And it's whether one knows this or doesn't know this, it's the same. So about motion then, learn that there is in the universe no stillness, absolutely. No, the heart, the universe is heart turning always. So taqallab, the heart is heart turning always forever from state to state in this world and then the next outwardly and inwardly. The root is the existence of these states, the divine characteristics based on the descent of the true into the sky of this world each third part of the night. So this now we'll look at movements, motions and places and his settling on the throne newly, that is all the time, new, not just primordially or timelessly. He was, when there was no throne, in a mist. So these are times, places. This is the root with necessitates that the true be the hearing of you, the slave, and your sight, and exactly your volition. So by him one hears, and one sights, and one moves, and one wills. So based on that movement, that's how it's possible that the true is your sight, your hearing, and your will. So glory be to the one who is concealed inside his visible emergence and is visible in his concealment. And he describes himself by what is said about him, that he is self-sustaining, no God but who, fashioning our images in the wombs however he wishes, alternating the night and day, and he is with us wherever we are, and he is closer to us than we are. Therefore, in space and time in, in movement, he becomes multiple by means of us, and we become one by means of him. Thereupon, he demands of us that we declare him one by means of no God but God. So then we do declare him one because of his command to do so, and then he makes us multiple by means of us. So motion, and that's why there is no stillness, motion is what allows or makes the one multiple and the multiple one. And then when we multiples who are one are told to declare God one and not us, we say there is no God but God. And then the multiple is made one declared, but we are also making the one multiple. So that's how this is, there can be no stillness. There is no fixed set one time only equation. There is nothing but movement. And so, but when we see something still, there's still motion in there. And this is when we look at like a rotation of a ball. The ball can be rotating and we don't see anything moving because we're, we're primed to look at moving from A to B. And so this is, we're primed to think that we have to go somewhere. And, uh, and so the stories of that one are Ibrahim Adaham, when he is going out to see God, to, to, to find God, the saddle, the saddle horn turns to him and, and the voice says, the moment you took one step out, you took a step away from me. And then we've told the story of Bezit Bistami from the town or city of Bistam. And so he goes out to look for God. And then in some distant other town, the old man comes up to him and says, uh, what are you, who are you? He says, oh, I'm Bayezid Bistami, you know, from Bistam. And he says, and what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm looking for God. Oh, you're the Bayezid Bistami. He's out there in, back in Bistam looking for you. So that's motion, stillness, movement.
just so just as it is still in God, it is moved towards God. So you can be still in God and move towards God. It is just as he said, turn to God entirely. That is return to what you have all exited from. So you've exited, so return. Indeed, all of you have exited from your acknowledgement of yes, you are a cherisher. Then you entered into organic bodies and said to all of you was return to what you all have exited from. And that is only God, from God to God. And there is no return to him except by him. So you return to God by God. You see, he is the companion on the prayer, on the journey. And in the dua, when we take, when we travel somewhere, we say to Allah, be the, my companion on this journey, be my companion. So God is my companion. And we say, God, be my Khalifa for the family when I'm gone. So in other words, you be the one who's in charge of my family when I'm gone. So you be the Khalifa, you be my companion. So if he returns, we return. The return is only for the one who has the rule and only God possesses the rule. Thereupon, he turned to them so that they might turn to him. And that's the basis of tauba of repentance. God turns to us and we turn to God. This is the hard truth of what we are saying. So do not sway from the right way. Just be however you wish to be because the true is lying in wait for you along the way. This is such an amazing poem. We've heard this before. Uh, this poem is the, uh, the Allah, he said, one way when they meet reality. So there's only one direction to meet reality and everyone's going that way. No matter what translational direction or motion they're doing, there's only one way to reality. And when they get to reality, they see what is. And so Ibn Arabi says, so be however you wish to be, because when you get there, you're, you're returning, and the one you're returning to is lying in wait, or is in, and so then the Arabic is the, a scouting post, like, uh, so, like someone who's ready to ambush, and so it has a kind of a, ooh, this is interesting, you're on this path returning, and God is there ready, lying in wait for you whenever you come there, and there's only one path, so that's the hard truth of what we're saying. Uh, that, that the true is already there waiting for you as you come on this path. And we had that poem when we saw this, this picture. And uh, you know, so this is just a tremendous, tremendous uh, photo that this Michael Clavenger in, took. So when you are moved towards him, he is the guide. But who is he guiding you from? Included in his divine names, is his name the misleader? So you are confused. It is by means of God in exactly some existent entity, that's you, God made a friend. And it is his word to his slave, Moses, have you made a friend in me? That's a very unusual, well, it's, it's a very key particle here, fi, Allah, in. So have you made a friend in me? You see, he is with his friend. Therefore, whoever has made a friend in God has made God a friend. And the coming together is only what we cited. So coming together by making a friend in God. And it comes in the report, God said, oh, my slave, I was sick and you visited me not. So this one says, oh, Lord, how could I visit you when you are the Lord of the worlds? He says, oh, my slave, verily, you knew that my slave so-and-so was sick and you did not visit him. 
Verily, if you had visited him, you would have found me with him. You see, the sick person never ceases supplicating God with dhikr, a dhikr which is one of exigency and utter dependency. This is the original dhikr, which the being of the enabled one was built upon, and the true is seated with the one supplicating him in a dhikr. So whoever has made someone a friend in God, he comes together with God. And so making a friend in God is to then find God and to be a friend of God. And so in this photo here, for instance, if you make a friend for yourself, that's one thing. And if you make a friend for and in God, that's something else. So in this one, this person here is actually not making the one behind him a friend for himself because his friends are all out there protesting as they should. And, but his making a friend in God changes the entire situation. So now, God is his friend because he has made a friend in God, fi Allah. And then when they are this way, he loves the ones who fight along his way. So that's fi sabil Allah, in the path of God. So who are fighting in the path of God in rows, as if they were a structure set together with no gaps. Now, both of these uh, reports, examples, uh, Hadith are about one is about you know friends, the other is about sickness, and so when we look at this, we see we can look at this in two ways at least, and one of them is you know we can look at what we'll say as a negative way or something like that. There's a part of ourself that sees things negatively, like why should people have to get sick? Why should there have to be oppression? And we were talking a little bit about that last night, about human nature. And Ibn Arabi has this one thing to say here. He, he cites a hadith that he says that people will be on the last day when they meet reality, when they confront their reality. And there will be someone who's had an easy, good, fortunate, blessed life in this world. And, but they didn't take the steep road. They didn't feed the poor. They didn't free the slave. They didn't take care of the orphan but they had the easy life. And so when they are confronted with reality and they're dipped into a fire, they say, they're asked, how do you feel? Have you ever had anything good in, happen to you? Have you ever been having a life of ease? And they say, no, never. It's only been horrible the entire time because all they can see is all now completely uh, tainted by that first, that you're confronting reality, you did not take the steep road. And then the person who's had nothing but hardship in life, and they, they took the steep road, and they had nothing but hard, hard difficulties and affliction in their life. So they are dipped into the garden. And then after that one dip, they're asked, how do you feel? And they said, we have never had anything but good fortune and blessed life forever at all, nothing but this beautiful good life. And so this tells us that this someone being sick, someone visiting that sick person, God being with that sick person, that is the dip into paradise. And so the person who dips into that place and visits the person, finds God and says, I, we have had nothing but goodness and good fortune all of our lives. And so 
then there's another benefit of this friendship. This friendship comes up with the idea that when you have this friend, this friend, if your friend is higher ranking than you are with God, then you get the benefits of this companionship. Because as you are to, as God is to that person, you are to that person. And so the true then will speak to you on the tongue and in the language of that friend about what the friend hears. So as to benefit you abundantly with knowledge which you had not had. So that friend is very close to God, hears all sorts of things from God, and then reports them to you because you're the friend as well. And you hear from that friend if you are a friend who witnesses your friendship. So if you know you're in a friendship with this high-ranking friend of God, then you will get from that friend all of these reports, all of these things being told to you from the divine. The matter is just as when one speaks self-talk to oneself. So the self-speaker is exactly the hearer. So when you speak to yourself, the speaker and the hearer are the same one. This is a tasting each one finds in themselves, and one does not recognize what, is, what it is except the one who witnesses the matter as it truly is. So when you are a friend of that one who is the great friend of God, and that great friend of Allah, this wali of Allah, then you hear directly from them. And it's as if the one who's speaking is the one who's hearing, because that's the intimacy of friendship. So then if you know the one I'm speaking about, you will be none other than the one who is speaking. You are not like me. No, you are exactly my entity. There is no speaker and there is no spoken. Confused they are, the intellect. So he puts the subject way at the end. Confused they are about the one who is disquieting us concerning what he brought to us, those intellects. Okay. Dervisha Wicca, you have been sleeping. Caravala, you are all alone, beloved awaken. You were not listening. Now you are lost in the dark, as I all alone. Be it in the wisdom. Truly awaken, come not to mistake love, Allah, Allah, receive my wisdom, he is risking, come not to mistake love. God and awake you, the friend is asking, do you
asking, where are you going? Surrounded by the radiance of Allah, here is the true path leading to union. Accompanied by the mystic friends of Allah, receive my wisdom, truly awaken. Come now to mystic love, Allah, Allah, receive my wisdom, Jesus speaking, come now to mystic love. Continuously, miracles flowing into the pure hearts of the unknown modern saints. They are the witness, the true demonstration of the vast treasure, universal Islam. Receive my wisdom, truly awaken. Come now to mystic love, Allah, Allah, receive my wisdom, Ahmed is speaking, come now to mystic love. Okay, thank you. So that fee Allah, that in God, in me, uh, it, we heard that for the friend. And then for the enemy, it's have you made a friend in me? And so now it becomes perhaps a little clear what in Allah means, what in me means. Whoever you have made an enemy, you have separated from them. So have you made an enemy in me? Have you separated from something in me? Whoever you have... Uh, so. So indeed, the guide separates from the misleader. So the two divine names, the guide separates you from the misleader. And then the harmer, a divine name, separates you from the benefactor, another divine name. So those who curb with a bit the divine names, so those who can curb with a bit the divine names, open up for them in knowledge of God is a tremendous gate, not too restricted for any wide thing. So if we can understand, if we can curb with a bit the divine names and make a friend in God and make an enemy in God, and then we are then going to move from one place to another, from guidance to misguidance, back to guidance, from uh, harm to benefit, back to harm, back to benefit. And so this is the motion that we are looking for. And, uh, and so this poem about this motion, now we're going to look at when the earth shakes, the earth shakes, this will not be a motion from A to B, it will not be a rotational motion, it will be a vibrational motion. So Omar will uh, read that to us, and Ibn Arabi is uh, having us hear the surah, and then he writes his poem. So Omar will give us the, the Quran, this verse, so that we can hear the sound of it first. Thank you. Uh, still muted. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ida zulzilatil ardu zilzalaha, wa akhrajatil ardu athqalaha, wa qala al-insanu malaha, yawma idhin tuhadithu akhbaraha, bi anna rabbaka awhalaha. 
يَوْمَئِذٍ يَصْدُرُ النَّاسُ أَشْتَاتًا لِيَرُوا أَعْمَالَهُمْ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ صدق الله العظيم فقد زلزل الأرض زلزالها إله وقال لنا ما لها فلو نظرت أعين أدركت إلى ربها حين أوحى لها وحدثت الأرض أخبارها كما أخرجت لك أثقالها The earth, he shook her with her quaking, God, and one said to us, what's with her? If the eyes saw, they would perceive her Lord at the moment he inspired revelation to her. And the earth spoke the declaration of the reports of hers. Just as she extracted for you the burden of hers. So, whoever does not witness this vision does not witness the tremendousness of God in being and much knowledge is missed out on with this vision being lost. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And here we look at four and six and learn that the matter as it is fenced in in four truths, the first, the last, the outward, the inward, and the configuration of the cosmos is built upon four. In the path of God, there are only the masters fortified who witness the fourfold in their selves and their doings. So he builds the required actions, one, and they are the establishment of the first, and he builds the voluntary actions, two, and they are the establishment of the last in their outwards and their inwards. You see, the rule for this is in the outward and the inward. So the rule of God is universal over their configurations. When they witness this tasting in themselves, they know what the fruit of this matter is. So they have in their outward six directions. The six has perfect completion because she is the first perfect number. You see her six when next to her third and her half make the whole sum. So uh, the heart has six faces, each direction a face of the heart. That face exactly this direction. By this eye, the true is perceived when he shines brilliantly to the heart in the name the outward. So we have six vibrational uh, degrees of freedom, and the six is a perfect number, and based on four. So the based on four is the first, the last, the outward, the inward. And when Ibn Arabi counts uh, divine names, he has a membrane separating them at some places. So here there are four divine names, four, uh, four folds, and there are two membranes. And so this first is the one-sixth, that is the, the, the one-sixth. And then the second is the one-third, so those are the two. And then the last are the half, the last, the outward, and the inward. So together, these, these parts of six make six make the perfect uh, completion. So this is one way that we can see that the fourfold is experienced in the six, which is the first perfect number.
So now then if the Tajeli spreads universally over all the directions, given that who is encompassing everything, the heart spreads universally with his faces over whatever appears to him from the true in every direction. So when this is happening in every direction, he becomes light, all of him. The heart becomes light, all of it. This is where the slave says, you did this, O Lord. And he addresses him and said, you, it's you who did that. So this is light coming, a light completely. And then back to Be'ezid Bistami, who says in a trance, he said, my indeed I am is your indeed I am. And so we talked last week about the Zamir, the, the pronoun is, what's, is when what's outside is hidden inside. So if I say, oh, that huge mountain over there, and then I say it, I've taken the whole huge mountain over there and concealed inside with the word it. And so Be'ezid Bistami is saying, when I say, indeed I am, it's inside, the pronoun is inside, and what is inside? What is inside is the, is the image, which is flush against Arahman, flush against Haq. And so if, if Bayezid Bistami says, so if I say I am using a concealed pronoun, then that concealed pronoun, the one who is saying I, I am, is the same as when you, God, say indeed I am. And let's just, and then one more grammatical point that Ibn Arabi will, insight will give us is that the subject, if not for the predicate, would have no benefit. So if there were a world with only a bunch of uh, subjects or incoitives, as the old grammars tell us, with no predicate, there would be no benefit. Here one recognizes his word. Do you think that he created you in vain? and his word, and we did not create the sky and the earth and whatever is between them without purpose. And so this subject predicate, this is everything is a subject with its predicate. The subject is us, the predicate is the divine. And then together, this is what uh, happens. There would be no benefit is there if there were just us subjects. And so subjects with the predicate. And so that the true is independent of the world, meaning that independent of the world's being, but not of the world's stable realities and timelessness, that there, there has to be, uh, this world has to come out. The world as it comes out, lies independent of it, but not independent of what came before. And that, and that is the full truth of these stable uh, entities, which we are even before we come into being. So concerning the stable reality that is before we came into being and then we were told be and it is, there is sufficiency and rich independence from needing the world's being. So because there's going to be a world, then the world that's going to be allies independent of that world, but not independent of the world before it comes to be. You see by the world's becoming enabled to be he, the world, fulfills faithfully his covenant to divinity to give her fully her true right. Okay. And then among them, the knowings coming from this alighting place, he has a long list of things that come from this alighting place, a strange knowing. And this is where the human being does not return except to what he exited from on account of the origin which he walked arm in arm from 
and it is his word. To him returns the matter, all of it. And from him, the matter, all of it originates. So to him, it returns. This is the meaning of his وسلم, statement. In fact, it is your actions which return against you. So work hard that they're not exit from you. Anything but with that which it's favorable return to you, you will praise. Thank you, Shuei. Um, so a couple of questions um, here that seem to be combined. Uh, Salam, what does it mean exactly to see with the heart? How does it feel like, look like, and what do you do to see with the heart? Okay. So the, yeah, the seeing with the heart uh, for Ibn Arabi is very, very, uh, it's, it, it's very clear when he went, the way he says it. So let's see if I can say it in somehow clearly like that. The heart is um, the place where the brilliant radiance of the divine hits. And so uh, the, in, in Arabic, you have the word sadr, S-A-D-R. Sadr means two things. One is the chest. So the chest is what confronts. So the first thing that hits you is, is your chest. So when you confront someone, you're chest to chest with that person. The sadr also means something else, the innermost inside center point. So um, in Karachi used to have the sadr bazaar and that is a, you have to go inside to get there. You have to go deep into these alleyways to get to this sadr, to get to this inside place. So here we have a, a, a three-dimensional contradiction, something which is the first thing that you that is hit, and it's also the innermost thing which is reached, is the same thing. So the heart is the innermost place, and it's the first place that the divine tajalli, the divine radiance, hits. So every moment uh, Allah is on, or is in the shan, is in this great radiance. Uh, so uh, every moment we are being uh, uh, confronted with the divine tajalli. So the heart sees the, the first place the, the tajalli hits is the heart and the heart sees that. And so the heart sees and yet the heart also knows that my eyes are not seeing what the heart is seeing. So the heart says, I have faith that what, I, that what you can't see is what I am seeing right now. And that's always why Allah is who, lahu, is and isn't. Because there is the seen, the heart sees it, but whatever the heart sees, the eyes cannot see. And then whatever the eyes see, the heart is not seeing. So there are two different uh, sights. And because they, they don't combine in one place, they have to have faith that the other one is seeing what they are not seeing. So that's where faith comes into it. Uh, that, that you have to, you know what is in the unseen because my eyes will say, I know my heart is seeing God. And the heart will say, I know my, I'm seeing God, but my eyes are not seeing God. So we're always that. And because the heart is able to say, what is the absolute reality for me right now, seeing this God uh, uh, and this tajalli, and at the same time knowing that the eyes don't see it, and therefore that's not the last or the only, or that's not the limit of the divine, that's why the heart is vast enough to encompass the divine, because the heart will never say, this is the last word on the divine.
This is the definition of the line. And yet the heart is seeing the divine, absolutely. Can you please share more about what Ibn Arabi says about friendship? Who should we call a friend? What does it mean to be a friend? What should we look for in friends? Who is not your friend? Okay, yeah, so this uh, friendship is, is, a, is a big one. So Ibn Arabi, there's, there are a few different kinds. The, the one kind of friendship, uh, Ibn Arabi uses the sort of the, the old, uh, the Arabic uh, proverbs about friendship. And a friend is the one who, who shares your burden. Uh, the one, the, the friend is the one who will launch themselves at anyone attacking you, and and so that's that's friendship, and that's and that's something. Uh, the other kind of friendship is wali and aulia, and wali and aulia um, are the ones who are have authority because they're close to someone. So if someone is a friend of of a powerful person, the power leads off onto them. They also have power because they are they have friends in high places. So the Wali is a friend who has friends in high places. And so Ibn Arabi is saying, so when you have friendship in God and you make someone a friend because it's a friend in God and therefore not necessarily someone who's helping you or you naturally gravitate to, then you are in a position where you have made a friend in God and now you are in a in a in a companionship with God, that exalted friend, and yourself. And so yourself, that exalted friend, and God. And so when you speak to your exalted friend, you're getting everything the exalted friend is getting from God. And so you're hearing directly things that you would not normally be able to hear. That you're hearing what you would not be, you're not of a sufficient position to have. And this is why uh, throughout the world, um, you know, in the, in the in the Muslim world, you see this where people go to the tombs of the friends, because those are friends who have friends in high places. And so you go to them and you say, you know, God, you know, I don't, I, who am I to ask you for anything? Uh, so let me ask this one over here, who is your good friend, your your dear friend, and I'll ask your dear friend to say, could you put in a good word? with the big one. And so that's how that process goes. And that's why we are attracted to go to the saints. So no one's worshiping the saint, no one, blah, 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 is all that people accuse us of. <laughs> what we're doing is we're simply, it's a clear fact that if you find a friend who has a friend in a high place, then that's the one that you wanna to talk to. So this is the, the process of friend. And because it's fi Allah in God, and therefore it's that makes it a very special one. And so the visiting the sick, if I visit the sick because I'm just a nice person, that's a good thing. If I'm visiting the thick, sick because I'm doing it in God or in the way of God, then suddenly when I go to that sick person, I will then see that God is there with them. And then God will be thankful to me for doing that because God, I have done what needed to be done by a human being in this form. And so, and could not be done in any other form. And so this is the specialness of being, of, of, of struggling in God and being in God's way and, and making a friend in God. And then this in God also becomes so interesting because the second part of the Hadith is the enemy. So if you make an enemy in God, now that means that in this 
this huge uh, list of divine names, if inside there you make this one an enemy, you'll separate from that and go to another place. So if you want to separate from misguidance, which is a divine name, you make an enemy in God of this divine name, and then you are guided. And so this process is the process of, of, of making a friend and an enemy in God. And then Ibn Arabi uses the word hakama, so, and that's the reins. And so, it's, it's, uh, so if you can curve with a bit, if you can hold the reins and work with the divine names in this way, all of these amazing things will come to you. Um, in which chapter Futuhat does Ibn Arabi discuss the four truths in more detail? Well, they come in different places. They'll be partly in book 19 uh, in the first chapter, which is the last surah of the Quran. So that in book 19, the beginning there, and he sets out these four because the count is one, two, and four. So there's the one is the Qutub, the two is the imamain, the two imams, and then the four are the altad, or these directions. Um, so these, these beings who are the four directions. Um, and then there are the seven, which are the substitutes and, and the nukaba and nujaba, and he goes to all of these numbers. Um, but so that's, that's the first place to start. And then this one is 362, chapter 362. And this is where um, he's saying that the, the, the cosmos is built up on four. So it's built on the four humors, it's hot, cold, dry, wet. Uh, you can see the four of the four pillars that hold up a building, um, and then the four of the first, the last, the outward, the inward from the Quran. And so that, those are the four. And the way that then he brings in six, and my understanding at this moment, after much frustration, is that he's counting one, Barzakh, two, three, Barzakh, four. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And so if you take the, the one sixth, which is the first, then you get awal, the first. And then if you take the one third of six, you get two, and so those are the two membranes. And then what's left are the one, two, three, uh, the, the, the three, no, the four, five, six of, the, of half of six, the three. So you have one, two, three. So one six plus one third plus one half equals six. So the, so from this fourfold foundation with the two membranes comes the perfect number six. And the next perfect number 28 is the, of course, letters of the alphabet. So we'll have to look at that too. Could you define divinity as used here, please? So Ibrahim is very clear that there, there, when you're, you're speaking of, you can speak of Huck, and Huck is, is, is a very impersonal um, truth, reality. And so in the Allah, he says that no place but reality. They're going to go to Huck. They're going to go to reality. Um, but within that, or another aspect of that is that you can come to a name which is uh, fearful or a name which is uh, hopeful. And so you can come to Ar-Rahman, and you can come to Rab, and then you can come to the Avenger. And so, so Haq is just the impersonal where you're all, where we're all going to end up at. Um, and then the divine names are, are in a sense the the mode of how we of what we are encountering when we come there to at that place. And so that then the account the modes is is then those become. Uh, 
maybe gender, personal, they have, they have these attributes or traits that huck reality doesn't have. And so one of the traits is, is ulahia, this, this divinity. And divinity um, is then, because it's feminine in grammar, uh, it's, it's, it's spoken of as she and of, as her. And then we also have zat, which is, uh, which is uh, the unknowable, unthinkable, un cannot be talked about um, aspect or truth or essence. And that also, that's very, that doesn't have um, any access point. So it's aziz, it's inaccessible. Um, so divinity here is that which is interacting in a very intimate way with creation. So we are, we are intimately interacting with all the divine names. And so we are interacting with divinity. And so that back and forth is, uh, is the definition of divinity. You can't have divinity without someone who is the subject of divinity. Okay. Um, is Sadr different or the same as Fuad? Uh, so, so Fuad for Ibn Arabi is, is, the, is, the, is the mass, the lump of, of, of meat in the chest. Um, and that Fuad is, uh, if it is healthy, the whole body is healthy. If it's sick, the whole body is sick. And so that's, that's this, this Fuad. Um, then the, the Qalb, when you just say, when you talk about this thing as a Qalb, you're talking about the alternating, the back and forth and the, and the differences. So the, that the Qalb sees this and then can see that and sees that and sees that. And so the film is ever advancing. So there's a new photo at every moment and new exposure at every moment. So that's Qalb. And then Sadr is the description of, of this heart when it is hit by the Tajalli, by this divine radiance. So um, all of them uh, are, we're speaking about the same thing and all of them have vibrational motion. So what we're trying to do with, um, when we move A to B, when we travel, we're trying to create a vibrational motion in the heart so that the heart will be prostrated, will know he is prostrated and will see things as they truly are. So that's why we walk from A to B when we're traveling. So that verse about traveling is that can't you travel and see what happens to these cities? And, and if you could see that, your heart will then tremble, vibrate, and it will then prostrate and say, this is reality. And then we also do rotational motion around the Kaaba. And as we're going around the Kaaba, we're not trying to, you know, with the Fitbit trying to get, you know, distance. We're trying to create a vibrational reality in the heart, which will say, my heart prostrates, this is reality. And so, uh, and then in, in, in Dhikr, if we move our head, if we move our body, what we're also doing is not trying to go somewhere, we're trying to make the heart vibrate a certain way so that it can then open and then prostrate and say, this is the reality. And so, um, and so we can then see that when the fuad, this, this lump of meat is, is in good shape, when it's doing well, the whole body is, is doing well. Um, and when the kalb is alternating, it says it's, it's, it's having a vibrational change and that it's having a motion within itself, then it is seeing at every change, seeing the divine. And then the so vibrational, so that all of this outward movement uh, is, is to make the heart 
see that he is prostrating at all at always. Uh, Adisha has a yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, please. I need clarification and question also. <laughs> so we travel to make the heart tremble. So we travel the world, we see what had happened before. So and we read the signs, and then that makes the heart tremble and prostrate. Correct. And make enemy of the divine name. Let's say I am under Kahar and I'm suffering. And how do I make enemy of Kahar or, or Mutakim? So, so the, the, key, the key in all of this is that when you make an enemy, it's in Allah or make, an, or make a friend in Allah. So if we think about, you know, so that back to that photo, uh, this person was, his friends were all out there protesting but his the friend he made at that moment in god was to protect the person behind him and so that was not for himself in the sense that that, that i can make a friend of someone who i like they, they like me we like the same things we like to do the same things and so that's my friend and this is different this is saying that here's someone who is sick or who is or is in trouble or is this and i don't actually like them and i will have no joy in visiting them but I will do it because that because if I visit that person, I will do that in God and I will find God. And so then, uh, and this is the way love goes as well. There's the divine love and then there's the sort of natural love. So natural love is you love people who are like you and do the things you like to do all that. Divine love uh, can't see whether the person is, is, is being nice to you or not nice to you. It's just you love the person. And so you visit the sick and you, and you do all of these things. So that's making a friend in Allah. And then making an enemy in Allah saying that I am, have no personal relationship to the events that are happening to me now, but I am going to make a, an enemy in God of one of God's names well, that if I'm doing that because it is not my own personal self-interest, it's then the divine self-interest. So it's the divine self-interest saying, make an enemy of this part of me, this name of mine, so that this other name of mine will be with you. And so I, I bypass my own feelings or my own, you know, this is a hard time. I'm, I'm being forced to do things I don't like it. That's personal and that will just go the way it goes. But if I take at this moment it says, if this is your will for me to go through this, then keep it. If it's your will for me to get out of this, then get out of, then get me out of it. Then I've suddenly removed sort of my selfishness from the equation. And I'm now working in God because God wants me to remove that name so that this other name will come in. So it, it, it ends up, so it ends up being so that, so in this state, we need to, whoever is curbing with a bit the divine names will need to be very aware of their own self and what is what do they do for themselves and what do they do for God. And one of the most beautiful ways of, of approaching that is the idea of love. So do you love someone for yourself or do you love someone because you love that person? And if you love that person for this unconditional divine love, then there's, it has nothing to do with uh, how they look like, uh, what they do with you, you know, what they do for you. It's, it's just, that's just love. And, and that, 
is very, very different um, from the, the natural one. And so to curb the divine names is to enter into the, not, it's not my will anymore because Ibn Arabi says that when the divine becomes your hand and your sight and your taste and your touch and your will. So at this point you say, God, what is your will at this moment? And I want to be willing. I want what you want. And when you want it, it will be what I want. And then you are making a friend in God and an enemy in God, and you will be moved around these divine names. So let's say I don't. So there's a homeless person, and normally I would not want to have anything to do with them, but I say, I want to do what you want me to do. And under this circumstances, you would want me to help. Yeah. Is that, am I making the right yeah. connection? Yeah, and, and, what's, and what is so amazing about the situation is that the moment you have love for someone which is divine love and not natural love, the moment you make a friend of someone in God, the moment you feed, you visit someone who's sick in God because God says, visit the one, then suddenly you don't have any of your natural you know, disgust or, or unwillingness or resistance, that all goes away. And it's so amazing is that the very thing that you would say, how, how can you do this? You ask someone who does good things. And we, we, we're, we just, I was seeing some people about that yesterday. You watch someone who does all these good things. You say, how do you have the energy to do that? Well, if they have the energy to do that because they're doing it, fee Allah in God, <clears throat> then they have all the energy in the world. If they're doing it because I like to be a good person and I like and I feel better when, when I'm I feel justified if I do good things, they're going to get exhausted. So you watch people who are active, uh, activists. If they're doing it because I'm only loved if I do nice things, they're going to be exhausted. They'll get burnt out. The one who says I do that, well, someone stand has to stand up, and I'll stand up, and they do that, and then they find out that because it's not for themselves then they have all the power and the strength in the world. And the same way with, with love, that you look at someone and you say, how can you love that person? Uh, you know, they're so ugly or they're so mean or whatever, or they're so, you know, they have such troubles. Um, but if you love them divinely, you don't see any of that at all. So there's no, no oh, this person is so difficult. It's that I don't see any difficulty. The way, and that's of course, the, the, mother, the mother to the child, you know, child, yeah poops and, the, and the, everyone's like, oh, yuck. And, and the mother says, my beautiful baby, you know, there you go. So, uh, so, so that's, that's when, that's, that's feel, that's in God. <laughs> it's the same way in giving also, right? Normally, like, I don't want to give $20. I want to hold on to my money. Yeah. But, but I say, you know, this is what you want me to do. So I will do it with that feeling. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and it, it's it's a, it's such a it's such a it's it's a miraculous thing because it's it's all of a sudden all of the love and all of the energy comes uh, the moment we sort of get out of our way of the, the natural self and I'm just going to interact with people that I like you know that's that just won't go very far. <laughs> Shuei, what's a, a perfect number? Oops, my screen oh, just changed. Uh, so, uh, so, what does that mean mathematically and metaphysically? Yeah, so uh, 
you know, this is something that the, I guess the, the ancient Greeks were very interested in and, and, it, and it went throughout uh, the world. I, I, don't, I don't know if, how universal it is, but the idea of a perfect number is it's divisors or divisors or whatever they're called add up to the number itself. So the divisions of, of six are one six, which is one, and then two six, which is um, third, and then three six, which is one half, and that those three add up to six. And then the next one will be 28, and then there's 500 something. And then there's another question about how many prime numbers are odd. Are there any odd or even, even prime numbers? All these questions. So it's, it's a huge mathematical idea because it's saying that numbers, the way numbers operate um, is, is, is very deep. It's, it's not at all obvious. And, it, if, and if we can understand how numbers are operating, we're then understanding how this very complex and crazy world is operating. And Ibarbi is saying that, that it, there is something about that. So if we can understand how six is the perfect number and how it's based on four, and then if we can then understand that this is how things work. So nothing comes out of the one. Uh, the one has no second. So in order to you say Lathani or Lasani. So you have a one which has no second. And then you have a two, but nothing comes out of the two. You need to wait till you get to three. When you get to three, everything can be produced from three. And so uh, this goes all the way back to grammar, to sex and to whatever else. It's three is where everything comes from. Nothing comes from one. And so, and then, and two is then, stale it doesn't nothing happens unless there's a third so this is this is you know there's a geometry it's a math it's a biology and it's a grammar um can you please point um Muchaba hamid to where to get the book that contains chapter 362 and I, he was only able to find up to book 18 chapter 269 online oh okay yeah well um the I'm working with uh, the critical edition of of, of Sidi Mansub in, in in Sanaa in Yemen, and Salah visits him often. So these are the, this is the critical edition, um, and it's the it's the ten thousand pages of the Futuhat. Uh, if you don't have access to the critical edition, Osman Yahya he has up to book fourteen. Uh, he was at Sorbonne, and I think he he died very soon after finishing book fourteen, and that was the, the farthest he could get with that. Uh, then you go to the old printed versions, uh, Bulak, and that's online in four different volumes, four volumes. So. Any updates on the retreat this year in Andalusia? Uh, well, yeah, so the 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 latest is that 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 uh, that we've been invited to do a book launch. Peer Press has been invited to do a book launch of the of our of these books in October. Um, it all depends on, of course, the travel restrictions and so on to see. It may be a very small event, uh, in which case um, we could have a book launch, which would have you know, the posters and people could walk into this beautiful biblioteca and uh, and see the posters and buy the book. Uh, it could be it could be more elaborate than that. We just have to wait and see uh, how things go as we go. But uh, we've just been invited. Uh, thanks to Marta here is just connected to the person in Madrid, and she is welcomed us to uh, start the. The, to open the Palacio for the first time in 2021, and it could be a the book launch for the peer press. So, um, uh, I have a question regarding Wali. According to Sheikh, 
we go to them not to worship, but as a friend, because they are in a higher place that is near to Allah, I presume, as we know that Allah is closer to us than we think. Why then do we need Wali or friend to talk to him? Uh, so the person back at that that picture when we had the the friend who is the person who is sick uh they're when they're sick they're doing a dhikr of allah a direct dhikr of allah and that is because they're in trouble and they're in difficulty and they speak straight to god and god responds directly and that response is to be there with them so if i am a friend uh in god to that sick person then i when I arrive, I find out here's the sick person and here's God right by their side because they have given the complete direct dhikr and prayer. And so, uh, there, so there, there is no question that the individual, that, that when we are in utter need, we have, a, we have, this, direct, we have this direct connection. Um, there's also though the protocol of the, so that's, that's that's a one aspect of the divine or one mode of the divine, but there's also court protocol and that's adab. And that's uh, that what we find is that we have, we have God as essence, which is inapproachable, inaccessible. Then we have the God, which has names, which we can interact with. And then there are layers of angels and angelic beings. And then there are layers of, of animals, plants, minerals, and humans. And so all of these, and so there is a court protocol that you, you do approach um, with, uh, with intermediaries. You approach through intermediaries. Um, the same way um, when the, that, with, with the beloved, you approach, uh, you don't approach necessarily direct unless you are in, in the throes of love. Otherwise, there are protocols and there are ways of doing things. And so um, this is the, the Sufi path is, is to understand and learn the proper courtesies and the protocols. Um, and that is, that is the great honoring of the, of the divine. And then when you're sick, you say, oh God, directly, and you get your response directly. <laughs> Is there any mention of minor vibrations adding up and falling into resonance or accumulating or aid each other, uh, e.g. praying alone versus praying in jihad? Yes, yeah, so, the, so the, the, the whole the vibrational thing. So what, what makes it what makes that vibration very powerful? So when you we saw that that photo of the Kaaba and everyone circumambulating the, the Kaaba, you know, I can go out and walk around in a circle or I can go there and walk around in a circle. And Ibn Arabi says the, the, there are angels everywhere. Yes. And he says there's not a single place in the universe that you can put your foot and not step on an angel. So that's how the, that's how the world is. But he says, however, there, next to this Kaaba or above this Kaaba, there are more angels and greater ones. And then all of the prophets have all prayed there and they're always praying there. So with that, there's something very, very special. So when my heart goes there, vibrations will, will take place, which will be greater because of that place. Um, and, so, and so while it is possible for me to walk around and suddenly have my heart tremble in a certain way, uh, it's also, uh, I'm urged to travel and go to those places where all of these magical things take place. And so, so you, one gets to know one's own heart and one realizes that, that when I'm with these people doing these kinds of worships, these kinds of tremblings and vibrations are taking, take over my heart and open me up and I see the prostration of the heart. 
So then we go towards those places. And just the way the angels are roaming around saying, where is there going to be a place where people are worshiping Allah and saying the name Allah? And they're looking for that and looking for that. And when they find it, they say, over here, this is the place that you've been looking for. And so that that's how uh, there is there is no motion and there is motion. And so there is no, there. you don't go from A to B, like Ibn Adham is told, you know, don't take a step out, you're already missing me, you're losing me. Uh, but there is a step out which says, oh, I am, you have always been here all the time. So it's not really making an enemy of a person, it's making a friend of a person we may dislike for Allah's sake. Yeah, so, so when making an enemy in is very interesting, because if it's in Allah, then it's for Allah's, it's, it's under Allah's rahmah, his, his mercy. And Ibn Arabi says that when Bayezid Bistami, he, he cited the verse, uh, the verse says, indeed, my assault is tremendous. I have an, you know, God says, I have a tremendous assault, you know, that I'll, I will just assault them, I will come at them. And Bezid Bistami says, actually, my assault is much more tremendous. And everyone goes, oh, no, these crazy Sufis. And everybody says, but it's very true. Because if I assault someone, if I'm mad at someone, I'm angry at them, and I'm taking vengeance, then there'll be no, you know, someone has killed my best friend. And I'm coming at them, and I'm assaulting them. He says, there will be nothing that will stop and, and limit my anger and my violence. Because as much as I hit the person, I can never restore what was lost. You know, my best friend was killed. I can never restore what was lost. It says, but if it is with the assault of the divine, then there'll be rahma in there. And so it is very true then that my assault, my personal natural assault will be more violent than the than the assault of God. So if I've made an enemy of someone or I speak in God, then I am then all sorts of mercies will take place because of that. And so if I'm punishing someone because I'm mad at them and you did this and I'm so angry personally at you, that punishment will have nothing good come out of it. But if I have that what we call tough love and if you punish I punish part of myself or someone else and it's for God, in God, then, then the moment that is done, it's done. There's no more anger. And so that's why the Prophet ﷺ said after someone had been, had been punished with the HUD and everyone was continuing to be angry at them, he says, stop. You know, that penalty has been taken and that person's, uh, uh, the mercy shown to that person is greater than anyone, than, than anyone that if this whole region were to ask for forgiveness, they would not have the forgiveness that that person has. So that's to make an enemy in and make a friend in is to operate as God, which means to operate as Rahman. And so Ibn Arabi then says to act as a Rahman, um, he says, be careful who you befriend because the, 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 um, the prophet says, so said, be careful who you befriend because the friend you will take on the religion of your friend. So be careful of your who you're going to befriend. And Ibn Arabi says, so be careful if you befriend Ar-Rahman, because if you befriend Ar-Rahman, then you're going to have to take on the religion of Ar-Rahman. And the religion of Ar-Rahman is to give everything good to everyone. And so he tells the story of Abraham the friend, Abraham the friend, and he says, so uh, someone comes up to Abraham and says, uh, I'm hungry, can I have a bite to eat at your place? And Abraham says, 
if you will declare God one, I will give you a bite to eat. And the guy says, you're trying to tell me that I should give up the religion, my religion and my father's religions and my ancestor religion for a bite to eat. And, and then he runs off. And then Abraham suddenly gets a revelation. The revelation says, I have been feeding that guy for 70 years. And for 70 years, he's done nothing but be ungrateful to me and worshiping idols. And you can't give him one bite to eat. And so Abraham says, come back, I'm sorry. So Abraham says, so if you become a friend of Arachman, then you're going to be treating all the people who are your natural enemies with the greatest of mercy and love. And all the people, you will give them long life and happiness, and they'll do nothing with their long life, but continue to be ungrateful and idol worshipers. And yet, that's how Arachman works. So be careful of who you befriend, because you're going to have to take on that friend's religion. <laughs> Money, the one thing that is useless until you get rid of it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, it's, and that, <laughs> so that's the process of this giving and taking. So how do you, how do you, how do you get and how do you, how do you give? Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> is, is to state because it has not reality in the sense that two independent entities cannot exist. God is one, Lailaha illallah. Therefore, a third being the relationship between the two must exit alongside any two in order for the one to prevail, subject, object, intellect, or relationship. Very good, yes, absolutely. So the, that, And so the two is stale, the two doesn't move. And that's why God says, if there were two gods in the universe, then it would all be spoiled. And so uh, there are no two gods. And then you can then say, well, is there multiple divinity? And then Ibn Arabi says, yes, we make God multiple. And so we, and then God who is multiple tells us, declare me one, and then we declare him one. And then, so we make God multiple, God makes us multiple, and then says, make me declared as one. <laughs> Is there a metaphysical description for the Kaaba? Yeah, so uh, of course the Kaaba. Then we, you know, the the, the house, the house, uh, our, it's the house of God, and the house of God is then is where does God live? Where does God abide? And that is the heart. And so the heart and the Kaaba then have this um, this tremendous connection. Is that the heart is the place where God abides? The Kaaba is the place which is the house of God, and the angels are circling, and the prophets and the angels and all of the beings are circling the Kaaba, just the way the the heart is being circled by the angels at all time. And so the circling of the Kaaba creates the circling of the, of the heart, creates the trembling and the vibration of the heart, which, has, which allows the heart to not be hard as a rock and stone-like, but to be soft and tender. And when it's soft and tender, it prostrates. And the softness and tender is what we do is when the skin of the heart gets hard, uh, we keep, we keep, we keep, you know, hammering at it, you know, stop, don't be, don't be hard. And there are all, all the things that we know in our life that make our heart hard and then make our heart soft. And so we want tender hearts and we want, and so tender hearts hurt, uh, but they also, they also are tender. And a, a hard heart might not hurt, but it also uh, will never get that vibration. And so we want the vibration to shake the heart so that it has its, um, it has its, 
um, it's, it's spasms of of, re, of recognizing reality, and then the reason, and then the when they see when the heart sees reality, then he prostrates. 